Get ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez. Amy is a devoted wife and mother with a passion for Jesus and a heart for those with shattered lives. She's an inspirational speaker, author, and teacher who humbly bears the scars of a broken life to reveal the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. Amy's desire is for you to walk in wholeness and live in victory. Now, here's Amy Elaine Martinez. Welcome to Real Victory Radio. I'm your host, Amy Elaine Martinez. Thanks for joining me for today's show. Real Victory Radio is designed to help you get real, ready and equipped for an authentic life of real victory in Christ. Real Victory Radio is listener supported and we would love for you to join the victory movement to help keep Real Victory Radio in the air and to pray along with us and partner with us in the victory movement to help Keep the word out there for our listeners about how we can have victory in this life here today. We're going to jump right into today's show because it is going to be a really, really good one. I know that you are going to enjoy it. We have had Dr. Brian Simmons on the show before, and I am thrilled to have him back again today. Let me tell you just a little bit about him in case you missed that first show that we had with him. Remember, you can hear all previous episodes of Real Victory Radio on my website at amyelaine.com. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube, so check us out there. And I know you're going to want to go listen to that first episode with Dr. Simmons after hearing today's show. Dr. Simmons is known as a passionate lover of God. After a dramatic conversion to Christ, Brian knew that God was calling him to the unreached people of the world and to present the gospel of God's grace to all who would listen. With his wife, Candace, and their three children, he spent nearly eight years in the tropical rainforest of the Darien province of Panama as a church planter, translator, and consultant. Brian was involved in the Payakuna New Testament Translation Project and studied linguistics and Bible translation principles with New Tribes Mission. He is also a gifted Bible teacher who has authored several books and serves churches worldwide through his teaching ministry. He is the lead translator for the Passion Translation Bible, my favorite. You can find out more about him, the Passion Translation, and his current projects on their website at the Passion Translation. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Simmons. We're so excited to have you. Thank you for being on the air with us today, Brian. Hey, what a treat to be back. Well, we are going to talk about Song of Psalms, the divine romance book of the Bible today. And I am thrilled to hear your insight. I did a retreat about a year and a half ago called the Darling Retreat. And at that retreat, we gave each woman who attended a copy of the Song of Songs, the uh, Passion Translation, individual book of the Bible. And our mission was to help them walk away knowing how God saw them as his darling. Because when we know how God sees us, we can begin to walk out our lives and all of the things that he's called us to with such greater vision and more power, I think. It's all about finding our identity in Christ. So I'm just going to throw it towards you and let you start. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. The word darling is actually found in the Hebrew text of the Song of Songs. So that was a wonderful name for a retreat. I'm sure it was fantastic. But the Song of Songs has fascinated me for uh, the last uh, few decades. And I have uh, 
made a study of it. I read, I don't know, just shy of 100 commentaries, uh, some of them ancient, some of them very modern. And uh, I came to realize that the early church saw the Song of Songs as a story of the love of Jesus Christ for his soon-to-be radiant bride, uh, that is, the believers, those who love Jesus, are part of his bridal company, whether they're men or women. And that was the conviction of the early church. Most of the fathers all wrote their own commentaries and translations of the Song of Songs. And then later in our history, uh, contemporary history, scholars began to move away from that allegorical approach, and they took more of a literal, erotic approach to the Song of Songs. That it, it is a, uh, I, I, you know, they call it like a how-to manual for dysfunctional marriages. And uh, I've kind of turned away from that, even though I realize I'm a minority scholar in my approach. But, hey, Amy, I tried it with my wife. I read to her some of, some of the Song of Songs. I asked her what she would say to me if I told her her hair was like a flock of goats and her teeth were like fluffy sheep and her neck was like the Tower of David and inside her belly was a mound of wheat. And, you know, it didn't impress her a bit. I can kind of relate to that. I can see how that would not actually work. So I appreciate that. Yeah, it is definitely a book of divine romance. The word Solomon and Shulamite come from the same Hebrew root word, one masculine, one feminine. It starts with a kiss. And I know that like startles people, but God's kiss came upon Adam. He breathed into his nostrils, which was a way of saying that he kissed him. And, of course, the Word of God has the breath or the kiss of heaven upon it. It's divinely inspired. So the kiss of God is what every human being is longing for, the, the maker, our creator, that he would love us, that he would touch our heart. And the kiss is a metaphor. It's not a literal kiss, but it, indeed it just brings the glory of heaven into us when we know how much we are loved and pursued and wooed by the Son of God himself, Jesus Christ. I cannot tell you how monumental reading Song of Psalms for the first time in the Passion Translation. Somebody referred me to it, and they said, you are going to love this. It's not like anything you've ever read before, because I did have that kind of old uh, conservative view of it. And I just was like, you know, I just stayed away. But oh, my goodness, reading through it, you should see my copy. I actually had to buy another copy of the individual um, version because I have so many notes in it. The footnotes in this book, this particular book of the Bible, the Song of Songs, are phenomenal in helping us to better understand how God sees us as the bride of Christ and how he really longs to have an intimate relationship with us. Can you speak into that in uh, such a way that would help us to understand for somebody who's listening who might be like, oh, I don't want to mm-hmm. read that book. Yeah, well, that book scares me. <laughs> Yeah, most people, uh, most Christians avoid it. Most pastors avoid it. Uh, You will not hear sermons taught from it, generally speaking. But for the lovers of God, it is a tractor beam that once it locks onto your heart, it draws you closer and closer. It is full of metaphors, nuances. It's poetic. It's a song. So you can expect the lyrics to be soaring, to be expressive, to be emotive. And indeed they are. We've taken a measure of liberty in translating 
to unwrap some of those metaphors, unwrap some of the riddles of the Song of Songs, if not explicitly in the text, at least we do in the footnotes. And we explain, you know, what a woman's hair, it's a picture of something. For her hair to be like goats, it's a picture of her devotion uh, to God. Mary wipes Jesus' feet with her hair. Samson's hair was long because of his devotion as a Nazarite. And, and that whole picture of him describing her and taking her to the mountains of spice, of union with Christ, it's so beautiful. And I I wish, you know, if I had the influence over your listeners, I would encourage every single one to make a lifelong study of the Song of Songs. It will change your life forever. I would agree with you. And you were referring to that mountain of spice in uh, Song of Songs 4, chapter 4, 13 and 14. You say your inward life is now sprouting, bringing forth fruit. What a beautiful paradise unfolds within you. When I'm near you, I smell aromas of the finest spice. And then you go in to list those nine spices and what they mean. And what they mean is passion and redemption and mercy and light and shining and our worth. And it's so rich. I cannot recommend getting a copy of this enough to my listeners. It radically changed my relationship with the Lord. My wife calls it the cheesecake of the Bible. (laughs) It is so rich. You know, you you need a cappuccino with it when when you taste it. But it is absolutely the dessert of the Word of God. It's so full. It's so sweet in every way. And it just brings the the reader into the trysting place of the cloud-filled chamber where God wants to meet with us in love. He wants to impart His glory and unveil who He really is. And He wants us to come without a veil of shame, without guilt-driven theology that holds us to our past instead of fastens onto our future. And this love, it's compelling, it's, it's attractive, it's alluring. And that's why you're going to have language in the Song of Songs that, that uh, is reminiscent of romance. It's the romantic poetry of the Hebrew text is so beautiful. I think if we can just get a glimpse of the love that Christ has for us and that God has for us in sending his son, some is, it radically changes our view of how he sees us, because I know that I grew up in a very conservative background and the Holy Spirit wasn't talked about. There was not this this love presence known to me. It was you better shape up. You better walk right. You better do this. You better follow all the rules. And there was so much freedom in learning to see God is to see myself through his eyes and to know that he calls me darling. One of the things that we did for the girls at the retreat that we did a year and a half ago was I made some postcards and some of them just had, you know, some pretty pictures, but the verses that we put on them, I'm just going to read a few of them. Song of Songs 210, the one I love calls to me, hurry, my darling, come away with me. Song of Songs 21. Darling, you are all I ever wanted love to be. I'm overshadowed by his love. Psalm, Song of Songs 5-2, you are lovely. Open your heart, my darling, deeper still to me. And that is what I want for our listeners to hear today, that there is a deeper place that God is calling you to. He wants to know you and for you to be known and seen and heard by the creator of the world. 
and by your Savior who loves you so much. And I think that's what this book of the Bible does in the way that you have presented it. So what would you say about how the Holy Spirit is so approachable to us and how we can be known more by him? Yeah, I think for us to be convinced, first of all, that we can, that we can come close. We're told in James 4, draw near, come close to God. He will draw near. He'll come close to you. And there's no limit. Hebrews speaks of us uh, coming into the boldly, confidently, into the very holy chamber room where the Lord is enthroned. We are invited to come. So knowing that, that we are uh, that we can come. And then secondly, knowing that we are worthy and beautiful in his eyes, that he calls us beautiful long before we feel any virtue. But he sees what other eyes don't. He sees the stirring of our heart. He sees our quiet moments that love him in spite of our failures. And thank God he doesn't, he doesn't define us by our failures. He defines us by our destiny. That we're going to be enthroned with him, the radiant look-alike bride, forever at his side. So he treats us and deals with us throughout our lives tenderly as a shepherd, as a bridegroom, as a king that's about to go to his wedding. He, uh, you know, he's he is very approachable. The Holy Spirit has has wooed our hearts and brought us to salvation. But that's just the beginning. There's so much more of intimacy of becoming one with our Lord Jesus, to be wrapped in the divine delight of God, just to know that we ravish his heart, that he looks at us, and he he can say, like he did in chapter 4, Song of Songs, you ravish my heart. I Yes, and he does. He looks at us with such love, and just one look, just one encounter with him, changes everything. I know that for my life and where I came from and the things that I did, they were not pleasing to the Lord in my past life. And it was not until I came to a place where I could see what he might call future Amy, who I already was because of the blood but I didn't know it yet. But when I finally was able to see future Amy, future of what he had destined me to be, what I looked like in his eyes, it made such a remarkable change in my life. It saved my marriage. It brought me to a place where I could better serve in ministry to women who, you know, you look at them and you think, Oh, their lives are perfect. They've got this Pinterest beautiful life. Everything's going well. But you don't know what's going on at home. You don't know what they've experienced or how they see themselves. But when we can get a glimpse of what God has done for us and who he says we are, we can change. And I want the listeners to know that today, that you can change. You already are everything that God has ordained for you to be. You have to walk in it. You have to step out. You have to be obedient. You have to accept it and receive it. But it's already yours. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. That is so beautiful. He's given us every blessing heaven contains. He's lavished his love upon us. We are robed, crowned, and enthroned in his presence. 
I always say on the show, you have everything living inside of you to be the person that God has destined you to be, to walk out your God-given destiny. And one of the verses that I love so much in Song of Songs is from 4-7 that says, you are altogether beautiful, my darling, beautiful in every way. He sees the whole big picture and he loves us in our biggest messes and when we finally surrender to him he's gone into our future he knows who we are we will be a hundred years from now and that's how he looks at us now he calls things that are not as though they are he puts a crown on our head and watches us grow up to fit it so kind he's a king that is worthy of, of giving our all to him one of the cards that we made for the girls has this picture of this little girl with a uh, like a makeshift uh, crown on her head. And it says, darling, always remember to wear your invisible crown. He does give us a crown and he sees us so beautifully and he makes us who we are meant to be. And I love something that you said earlier about how there's always more. There's always more of the Holy Spirit. There's always more of God. We can never know him so completely fully until we get to see him face to face. Oh, that's so true. And he wants to unveil his glory to us. And this generation is going to have uh, sights of, of his glory and tokens of his wonder and miracles like never before. So I think being willing to be embraced by God and knowing that we are a delight to him That changes our our whole perspective. It's no longer duty and religion merely. It's delight. It's coming into his presence and knowing he's waiting for us, our Abba, our our King, the Blessed Holy Spirit, and that he's made us worthy to share the inheritance of the saints and light, that we are fully, fully covered and robed in the garment of his glory. In my book, Becoming a Victory Girl, the basic premise is that you already are a victory girl. You already have everything that you need, and God's already done the work in you. Now go walk it out. And it gives, it's like a powerful uh, field guide to get out there and face the the things that are going to come against you. And ultimately, our goal is to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. And when we get to see him face to face. I just can't even, I I, I can't even talk about that right now, thinking about it. But would you give us some insight in how the Song of Songs is a picture of the Bride of Christ in our future wedding feast of the Lamb that ties into the book of Revelation that you so beautifully translated? Yeah, when God made Adam, he took Eve out of his side, out of his heart, And uh, a significant piece of the heart of man is within the woman. And so a significant portion of the glory of God is within his heavenly Eve. And, you know, Jesus' first miracle was at a wedding. The last teaching he gave before he was crucified was about a bridegroom and a wedding feast. The very last verses nearly of the Bible is the spirit and the bride say come. So this revelation of becoming that lookalike partner, radiant bride of Jesus. He's not coming back until the bride has made herself ready. So this readying of the bride is the era we live in. And uh, it's kind of hard to be prepared if you don't even think you're part of the bride. So 
we've got to get uh, the church up to speed that we are divinely loved, cherished, just the way we are, made perfect in Christ, and soon to be unveiled. When he appears, we will appear with him and we'll see him as he is. I love that you keep using that word unveiling because he is, I just gave a talk at Oklahoma Baptist University about the unveiling that he does in us. And I am so identifying with that right now. And you can find that talk on my website at amyelaine.com. Brian, we are out of time. I can't believe it, but we are going to be out of time. And I want to make sure that we have time to pray for the listeners to have a deeper, more intimate relationship that is totally available to them. So I want to make sure that we have time to pray for them. So listen, you guys, we are so grateful to have you listening today. Thank you for making Real Victory Radio part of your day. Like I said at the beginning of the show, we are a listener-supported program. We can't do this without you. Would you please prayerfully consider partnering with partnering with us in the victory movement to help keep real victory radio on the air today's show was sponsored by sonic inspection corporation we're so grateful to have them as our sponsor sonic inspection corporation helps maintain the integrity of commercial buildings they are a non-invasive commercial fire sprinkler system company delivering code compliant inspection services for all commercial facilities if you are a building owner or facility manager or married to one You need to know about Sonic Inspection Corporation. You can learn more about them by calling 303-882-0004 or by visiting their website at sonicinspection.com. Brian, let's pray. Amen. Song of Songs 1 says, let him. And I think that's where we begin. Just let him Mm -hmm. wrap his heart around you. Father, in Jesus' name, we let the Son of God be real mighty and tender before us and we come before you lord as your beloved ones your cherished partners not just worker bees not just servants not even just sons and daughters but the bride we come before you god and we ask that you would drench us again with your love take away fear let perfect love drive out every fear every anxious thought from our hearts and rivet our soul to the love of God. We join you, Lord, in perfect unity. We come into that communion with you, Holy Spirit. We give you our heart. Let my life become your banqueting table. In Jesus' name. Oh, Father God, we do. I just join Brian in this prayer for all of you listeners hearing this today or in the replay Intimacy is available with God for you, and he longs to know you and for you to be known and seen and heard. And I pray right now against every fear, against every hindrance that would keep you from going and meeting him there because it is available to you. And we pray against that right now in Jesus name that it would no longer There would no longer be any hindrance to you going to that secret place, finding that secret place with God, because you are going to be transformed by knowing a deeper love and a deeper revelation of who he is. So, Father God, I ask that you would just whisper over and sing over our listeners, that you would meet them in the exact place that they are at, that you would overcome every fear, that you would give them victory in this place of finding the secret place with you. Let them go there and be completely and utterly changed 
by knowing that you love them and how you see them. God, I ask that you would be strong and big and bold in their lives and that you would show up in the places that they don't even think that you would visit the places that you wouldn't even consider looking into that they would see you there and that they would know that they are seen and known and heard and that you love them with an unending love. We thank you for what you're going to do and who they are going to become because of you. We thank you for the work of the cross. We thank you for Jesus. And we just give you all the glory and honor and praise Lord in your son's powerful name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Oh, Brian, thank you so much for being on the show. Do you have a uh, 30-second practical application or favorite Bible verse or anything that you'd like to add? Just start with the beginning of the Song of Songs. Read through it in one sitting if you can. I dare you. (laughs) Your heart will break open. So find that delightful place alone with God, and he will meet with you. Oh, that is a good word. Y'all, go get you a copy of the Song of Psalms Passion Translation. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Brian, and thank you for listening to Real Victory Radio. We hope you were encouraged and equipped by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez. Please go to amyelaine.com to find out how to receive Amy's resources, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. You can also listen to podcasts and see where Amy will be speaking. Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. They depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to amyelaine.com for ways you can partner with Amy in reaching listeners with the power to walk in wholeness and live in victory. Please tune in again next Saturday at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez.